0: Hey, it's Oliver. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you're all getting lots of value from my episodes. If you wish to interact with me and ask me questions, then follow me on my Instagram. Yes, King Oliver. The link is also in the podcast and episode description. I post mentorship and coaching videos on my stories every day, as well as daily wisdom quotes straight from my brain. I go live and interact with all my followers where you can DM me and ask me anything you want. And I will respond to everyone. I cannot build a personal relationship with you on here. So follow me on Instagram. So I know who my listeners are. I hope you all have a great day. And enjoy the episode. So... When I was growing up, I used to be all over the place and I didn't have any form of structure, routine at all. It was just free flow. It was just think it, do it. Like, I remember 11 o'clock at night time, I'd be in bed. i get a thought to go to the casino. So I'd just go to the casino, which is half an hour away. And I'd go there for like an hour or whatever. And I'd come back at four. Then mm-hmm. then I used to wake up like two in the afternoon the next day. And then I'd eat when I wanted. There was no routine. And I learned from that that you can't just live a life where you're like a wild lion just going off to mate and going off to hunt when it feels like it. Because we're not wild. We're part of a society that has a structure and therefore you need a structure. So routine, I feel, is very important, especially for people with active brains who have a tendency just to go everywhere.
1: Mm Mhm yeah, I agree. Some it also really much depends on the character people who basically have no discipline. they the the structure of a routine would help them to get things done if they, you know practice it and then if they can kind of create that structure that really works for them. Other people, I mean not just people who do not have discipline also like for people who, who do have discipline that they, they kind of need that kind of structure as well and it also again depends what kind of person in general you are in the sense for some people, structure might be kind of confining it, it feels limiting to some people and for other people yeah. Is necessary I think it really depends for me I have phases where I have routines and that really helps me and then I have phases where I don't really follow the routines that I had before so much anymore but do, I do realize that after a while I fall back into okay I kind of need to structure my day a bit more again and see how, how it goes and
0: yeah yeah so you need both in order to appreciate one you need to do the other just like part of yeah. life really appreciate the sun you need to be in the rain but having a life without a routine versus a life with a routine. Like, naturally, we want to know where we're going. We want to feel like we have control, even though we don't have control. <clears throat> we want to feel like we do. So, having a routine makes us feel like we have control because we can see how the day is going to play out. We're going to do this then. Otherwise, we're going into the unknown all the time. Have the unknown scares people. They don't know what's happening, what they're going to be doing. They could be going out for dinner. They might have to cook dinner because they're waiting for their mm-hmm. friends to come back because it's just free flow. So, knowing like we're going out on this day to have this food gives people a sense of control. And I was watching on Netflix last night uh, the coronavirus thing about um, how your body goes into fight or flight when it's stressed, and then mm-hmm. what happens as a result of that. And it also comes down to the unknown, of, it's, it's stressful thinking about the unknown, but your body goes into a flight or fight mode when it's thinking about the unknown. So if people live in the unknown and just free flow and without a calendar or routine, their body's going to always be in that. Okay, am I going out for dinner? Am I need to do this? So their 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 levels of cortisol are going to be raised all the time, which ends up killing people. Like that a stressful body. Having a mm-hmm. calendar that says we're going to go out for dinner on a Saturday calms people. But for me, I actually prefer the unknown rather than calendar.
1: Me too. I mean, if people need some kind of known structure. I would also suggest changing up the routine every once once in a while. Otherwise, you just become predictable and your life becomes predictable. And that's also not what we want to do for the rest of our lives. We want to, like, having unpredictable moments or creating unpredictable moments. is also important. And therefore, having a structure, yes, but changing it up as well. So that otherwise you know already what's going to happen all day. And that's also not the point in life if you just you know live every day the same life and you don't change up anything of it after a while you do need to change up things if you want to change up your life and many people are not happy with their life actually and they have a routine many people wake up brush their teeth eat breakfast go to work come back watch tv go back to bed that's their routine are they happy with that no they're not and that's also something that people need to change up then having a routine is good but if it just keeps you in that uh, if that if that that just keeps you being predictable for the rest of your life and you're not happy with it then there's no point in that
0: that's a very good point actually um having routine is important but if it's the same all the time then your brain knows what's coming so it'll just relax because it doesn't have to worry about thinking because it knows that after i've done this then i just have to do my teeth And what you're saying about changing your routine once in a while um, is crucial. It doesn't make sense because if I know, I find that obviously the brain, it takes three weeks for the brain to uh, practice a new pattern. So if you just scrap your routine, create a new routine, it takes time to get the time order correct. And then having to do this and do that and realizing I need to get out of my bed a little bit earlier because my teeth take a little longer than five minutes. Mm -hmm. So you have to adjust. But you have the routine, you know, like the the stepping stones of what is going to happen, which is good. Like, you've got that sense of control. But that excitement of the unknown, of always working towards something, like having a purpose, your purpose is to structure your new routine, that's quite exciting because you're working towards a goal, which is simply just structuring your morning routine, but you kind of know where you're going, so you're not in the unknown. So that's actually very important, having a routine yeah. but changing it.
1: Absolutely, and also because many people, they get so comfortable with their routine. They're so comfortable. They're not really happy, but they're comfortable. And that's also kind of a dangerous place to be in if you're not happy, because it it just takes all the more energy and effort and courage to change things up if you're comfortable. And if like, because many people are comfortable in their routines, even though they're miserable in a sense but comfortably miserable, you know what I mean? And that's, that's what makes it very difficult for people wanting to change their life because it means the unknown, which means it's scary for many people, they don't know how to deal with new situations because they don't really put themselves often the in new situations so that that creates some kind of insecurity or fears about how to deal with whatever comes up then. And I mean, it's it just like also very simple things. If you the, your way to work is always the same and then you you start to change it up and go a different way, like a small fear comes up with, like, oh my God, will I ma- manage it in time? Or will I, you know, this and that? Just like these slight kind of fears, which kind of creates that insecurity within yourself where you just say, okay, I'll just take this the same route because that's easier and more comfortable. And I mean, that goes to other huge, bigger life changes where you say, I'm going to stop like quit my job and start a different job it is scary as hell but i'm going to do it because i want to change up things in my life but it's so scary for many people to do because it takes you out of that comfortable place you're in the security
0: so the reason why we became pack animals is because we would be able to fight danger or see danger with more people around us than just by ourselves so we're used to just kind of being comfortable but also being aware these days We are so comfortable because there's police everywhere, there's food everywhere, there's people to mate with everywhere. So we don't really need to be on alert because they're the only things that we'd have to be on alert for. But at the same time, we still have this pressure of getting to work on time, having to get the kids up from school. What if I can't pay my bills? It's a different Mm. type of stress. But that stress is going to last until, say, the kids move out, until you've paid off your 40-year mortgage, until you don't have a boss which essentially is gonna be 50 years of your life. So you're mm-hmm. constantly in this stress and fear, your whole life, but it's not a natural fear, which is, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It seems like we, we've mm-hmm. tricked ourselves into believing that we have no fear, but yet we've got a new fear that we haven't got control over. And this routine about, you know, I must go the same way because I know I'm gonna be on time if I do. That's, that's a sense of not wanting to feel fear, but in the animal kingdom, you're always going to feel fear. If you hear a, a hustling in the grass, it could be a, a lion mm-hmm. about to pounce. So mm-hmm. we are supposed to feel fear, but yet we don't want ourselves to feel fear by sticking to a routine because we're not used to that feeling of fear because we're used to things of all aligning up. So actually, it's actually really dangerous, but also necessary in a modern world.
1: Yeah, in a way. And I think is because for people, feeling secure is more important than feeling happy for most people. And that is why they keep doing what they're doing to keep that sense of security in their lives. Like, if I work this job, I can pay my bills. And if I do this, I can, you know, stay in my apartment or whatnot. But if I decide to quit my job that takes the security away, will it make me happy? Well, that we do not. We do not know. That's something that we have to figure out ourselves. But because that security is so ingrained in us that we want to feel secure, which is, you know like very different than feeling fear because fear as you said is is scary for many people also and that's why they would rather choose being secure and unhappy than you know challenging yourself and feeling fear because you do not know what's going to happen and going out of that secure situation you're in and again, for many people, that's very, very scary, which is understandable because you also see many people who start things and do not manage and you also see other examples. Though so you see, there's always both. It's, it's really much a matter of what your mindset also is in that case, how much you believe in yourself and what is your real motivation and pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I was thinking, yeah.
0: <clears throat> thinking yesterday, you walk into a casino, it, the house is against you. Which means you're not going to win because they only exist because they've created a game that they know they're going to win. So you automatically lose. You walk in, you're going to lose. If you want to be part of a modern society, you mm-hmm. go to school, you go to college, you go to uni, you you live at home, you find love. The girl or boy comes around, the mum's around and you haven't got your own space. So you think, OK, let's move out. You can't afford a house, so you rent. So mm-hmm. then you both rent and then you realize we're spending so much money paying the other guy's mortgage that we must well get our own mortgage. So then you get a mortgage to somebody which essentially came from just having some sleepovers at school, right? With your your partner, your boyfriend or girlfriend. So now you have to work 40 years of your life, going to work five days a week just to pay this mortgage for 40 years. And mm-hmm. then when you pay off your mortgage at 60 or whatever, you're too old to do anything. You're too overworked to go anywhere. You're weak. Like your life's over. Um. So so now you you're sixty years old. You've got no mortgage. Now what? So if you want to be part of that system, you need money. So essentially, and the only re, only re, white reason why you need to work for money, cash, mm-hmm. is to go through the system. But if, for example, you live in Italy, for example, and you've got ancestors of land, they owed like winery and and farmland and just land that just comes down. You mm-hmm. can grow your own crops. You can make a, a caravan a shared wooden house whatever there's out ho- there's a house already there from your past ancestors you've got like lots of different houses on that place so you've got mm-hmm. a place to live you've got your um your log fire to heat your water and also for heating if it's cold but because it's hot you don't need mm-hmm. really heating you've got mm-hmm. the food growing clothes are just clothes i mean you don't need to buy gucci clothes you just got a t-shirt and some flip-flops right if it's, mm-hmm. there's a hole in it then you can go buy some mm-hmm. but if you want flip-flops, you would then trade crops for someone else who's got flip-flops. So again, you don't need money for any of that. The only reason why you need money is if you want to go through the the system created by somebody else with money. So it's like the roulette. You walk into the roulette, you know you're going to lose. If you want to be part of the money system, you've got to be part of the money system, and it's you, you're not going to win because it's created. So you depend on other people mm-hmm. financially because you're never going to be able to afford that much money to buy a house. And do-
1: Exactly, and don't you think that that's a little odd? The system is created exactly in such a way to keep people in their little boxes and to let them worry all about how to survive and how to feel secure, and that you know creates many like that creates a kind of sense of for many people. So you don't really have a choice but you know to stay in this society in order to live a comfortable life, basically. And, um, but that's exactly why and how it is created for people to just worry about paying their mortgage and worry about getting a job and worrying about these, these things that everybody worries about more or less to fit into this kind of society. But it's created because of that. So that people don't go past it, that people don't, you know, go like move out of that kind of society, because that's also how you can have more
0: control over everything yeah it's like it's crazy for something like in order to get a mortgage you need to have 30 grand say which probably will take i don't know three four five years right you need to have the, the bank will take away your house if you can't ever afford to pay it right but you need to have a stable job earning x amount of money right so now that's that yeah. comfort zone of staying in a job rather than leaving. Mm-hmm. In order to even be considered for credit You need a credit score How do you get a credit score? You get a credit card So you have to borrow money just to build up your score yeah. Just to get a mortgage It's all a fucking scammy system Where everyone covers their ass along the way And the mm-hmm. only person who loses is you And so... It's crazy because then you start spending money now because you haven't got paid yet. So you spend it on the credit card and I'll pay it off when I get paid next week. But then you've been spending more than what you've been earning. So, and then you realize okay, if I earn two grand a month and I spend an extra 400 pounds in that month,
1: that's Mm -hmm. an extra
0: week worth of work I have to now do or cut back on the week after. But yet your life has been built on spending X amount, going out for dinner this amount of times, spending this amount of clothes. So now it's like, well, do I either sacrifice my happiness, a.k.a. going out for dinner, buying clothes, Mm -hmm. or do I be disciplined? And it all comes down to, no, fuck the system. I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to let them tell me what to do. So then I'm going to get clothes on the credit card and go out for dinner. And you're essentially digging yourself your own damn hole because then it becomes a punishment of, no, I'm not going to allow myself to be unhappy. But you're punishing yourself because... You're trapped, and the only way out is to not be part of it. And the only way to beat the casino is to never walk in the casino.
1: Yes, and and that's what I think many people are slowly starting to realize that you have to think out of outside the box, which means outside the system, and create your life the way that best fits to you. But that also means that you have to believe in your abilities and what you're good at and how you can work with what you're good at and not just what gives you good money i mean it starts also with people who go to college they have to you know pay for college i mean germany is pretty good with that so most people are pretty good supported with that but for example in the us i'm not really sure in uk but you you have so much debt when you're done with studying and then you pay the rest of your life, paying off your debts and that's already how it starts. And many people slowly though are starting to realize that and trying to work around that system. Still, in a way, working with what they have but also creating a way of income and a way of life that better fits them and that makes them happy in a in sense, in a way. And
0: that's yeah. It's 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 an actual joke when you think about. You leave school, people are just children. They have no idea what the fuck they're going to do in their life. Their friends go to uni. They just want to go with their friends. So they might as well go down the pub. You don't need to get yourself into forty grand debt if you want to be with your friends. Go down the <laughs> pub. So you get a forty grand, forty grand or something stupid, right, for a little shitty certificate. For it's like you're saying I'm going to have one job for the rest of my life, which people do, but kind of don't like most people do not have the same job forever so this yeah. certificate gets you this job in a specific category as if like, you can't ever change categories because this is your category in say sport for example mm-hmm. people do change they go from sport to whatever so it's like it was just a stepping stone to get you to a qualified job and then the next job doesn't doesn't judge you based on the qualification field they judge you yeah. based on the the credibility of that role of that job So what does that even say? You can work your way up from a waiter to management, to head office, to management in head office, which is the same as going to to business university, going Mm -hmm. straight to the head office of a company. You could have spent 40 grand to get there, say Mm -hmm. four years. You could have spent four years working your way up and got the same result, but Mm. no fucking debt. It's a flipping joke.
1: Yeah, it is. And again, many people are not even really aware of it. Like they, they, they don't really, I mean, again, many are starting to understand more and more that this is a system that is flawed, that they, I mean, you know, you can you can see that if you really look at, at the system, but many people think it's okay and it's normal and that's, that's just how life is, but that is not how life has to be for many. And again, many are starting to moving out of that system and you know, it doesn't necessarily mean you do not have to get a certificate or you can decide not to get a certificate and just start doing what you're good at. I mean now what I'm doing, I don't have a certificate in what I'm doing now, and that's totally fine for me. I don't need a certificate in that. It's about what you can do and it's about what really makes you passionate. And also the problem is many people have to start already at you know the age of eighteen or twenty to decide what they want to do for the rest of your lives, I mean, that's also ridiculous because you've got to figure out what you want to do. And for many people, it's not obvious when they're 18 or younger or older, and around that age, many people are still figuring things out. And that, of course, doesn't make much sense then to just have to stick in one area because that's where you got your certificate. And yeah, it's, it's sad in a way that, that people feel trapped in that sense.
0: Like People don't know who they are. Majority of people never have enough time to work out who they are, who, what the fuck yeah. they want in life. Is there death? Is there an afterlife? Is there a God? Because they're just following the college to uni, to job. And then our mind's occupied on that job for eight hours and they come home. They don't be thinking about, is there a God up there? Because they're tired. Yeah. Like they've got to cook yeah. dinner. And then they've got to go to bed because they've got to get up again. So it's like this, it's like you're trying to catch a train which you never quite catch. It's like, but and so you just jump in and there's no time yeah. to really analyze everything. And how can anyone say 18 years old or whatever, which is so young, people are like 30 and they don't really know what they want in life. But 18 mm-hmm. and you you have to, like, choose a university to go and, and a topic like oh I'll kick a ball around. I play. I'll do a sport degree. And then you jump in. And before you know it, you've left. Everyone around you's gone and you're left with this qualification. You're 25. What the fuck do I do with my life? And it's like people... Like this thing about a gap here is a year. You need more than a year, yeah, to work out everything. And I can guarantee if everyone had more than a year, they wouldn't... They wouldn't want to do anything. They wouldn't want to go to uni because they'd understand what we know, which is it's just this following the system. I call it a sheep following a sheep because they're all following following another sheep who's eventually following a a shepherd. And that shepherd Mm -hmm. is government the bank but the sheep are just who we follow it i don't know to keep following and then don't get near enough to the front to see why the hell are we following each other and then you go to the front and there's no there's no shepherd mm. there's no shepherd there's just another sheep just yeah. sort of lost and then, and they're all following it's like where'd the shepherd go he went home went to bed <laughs>
1: yes exactly that's the thing people if people really understood how powerful they're in that sense that they can actually Um, make a life the way that best fits them. But the problem is also we're trying to like run after some ideal that we have in our mind. The same as, okay, when I have my degree, I'll know what I want to do. They have degree. Oh no, they do not know what they want to do. Then the next step, okay, I'll just find a job and I'll figure out what I want to do then. Or I'll start a job and maybe that's something I want to do. They didn't find a job. Are they happy with that? No. But then you start to kind of really... Um, get trapped in all these situations where like okay I have to stop now and I have all these p- bills to pay and that's you know like it's kind of hard to find out what I really want to do because I'm too busy doing that job and too busy paying the bills and as you said when you come home you're tired to think about deeper things it takes energy and it's a lot of you know work also to really figure out what you want it's a lot of work it's not something you just meditate on for a day or two and that's like okay now i know i mean some people are blessed they know already what they want but the majority of people do not know what they want it's it's just they never had the time since they were young to really figure it out when we're young we are put in a box by our parents or by society in a way okay this person um, might be good at this or my kid is you know has problems with that so let's you know the kid might be doing something like this i don't know It's just all kinds of situations and it's just I really think that if children were really understood and supported when they're young to really figure themselves out slowly get to know themselves better without having to do like being too busy doing homework or things like that then they would be able to get to know themselves better and figure slowly out what they might want to do It starts from a young age where you really have to be supportive in that sense, or like most people, they burn out and then they start to question their life or they start to question what, what else is there other than this 3D reality. Most people have to get to a point where they burn out and are depressed for a while to really start questioning the things in life that they're working for, apparently.
0: Oh yeah, I do believe you have to reach the very bottom, like you want to die literally. That was the same for me. I wanted to die and I almost had a car crash and then I was like, I don't want to die because it, I reached the bottom, like you, I mm-hmm. reached the end of, kept saying, I want to die, I want to die. And then I was free the minute I almost did. And I think people need that, not necessarily the death situation, but you need to get to the end of the road. You need to get to your breaking point because that's when you really have to make a decision. Do I go left or right? if you are not quite there yet and you can see there's a choice going forward as in the path still goes there and mm-hmm. you've got left and right you've got three decisions you've got multiple choice and that's not life you need to make a decision now so when you have to make a decision and you the t junction left mm-hmm. goes the opposite so all the sheep go right and you go left by yourself you're never going to go back because you're never going to meet them because you're going left um so Yeah. Sadly, you do have to get to like the point of depression and anxiety in order to really have it bad that you either choose to live with it or don't. And that's why I think medication is very bad, because you're you're giving yourself an illusion that your problems aren't there. Temporarily, Mm -hmm. you could say, yeah, it's helping. But the reality is, is that it's never temporarily. It's forever because you don't know that you've got pain in your leg anymore because you're on a steroid. So you never address the pain um whereas mm. if you just take a steroid to heal the pain then you're you're tricking yourself that life's normal whereas if you have a pain in your leg you're gonna have to deal with it because this pain can't go on and that's the breaking point and like especially young people everyone's got anxiety and depression they go on medicine and they're still on medicine like 10 years later I couldn't even believe it like when I knew someone who was say 35 he was on anxiety pills for 10 years I couldn't believe it because he was my mentor he mm-hmm. was my mentor and I couldn't believe it and it's like it's like a, sm- a doctor saying don't smoke when he smokes himself he's smoking because yeah. of his own issues but the mm-hmm. advice is correct so don't be like a hypocrite no listen to his advice because you don't have to be practicing what you preach all the time to be listened yes it helps if you want to be taken seriously but knowledge is knowledge listen if it helps you forget whether I'm doing it or not and just jump into these medicines and they forget they even have a problem because it was just like 10 years ago at school and they're 18 and they had all these issues. 10 years later, they might have a family, they might have a fucking house, whatever. And they forgot those problems existed. They still do exist. And so Mm -hmm. you come off the meds and you're like, holy shit, all this energy comes back. And then you're like, fuck medicine, medicine.
1: Yeah, and that's the same trap with feeling comfortable. If you're comfortable with your life, not happy, but comfortable, you never get to that bottom point. And that's the same with medications. They numb you where you never get to that existential crisis point to really question everything and to really deal with your shadows, let's say, and all the crap that's inside that needs to be worked out. And that's the same trap when people are... Too comfortable or when people are on medications they don't get to the rock bottom that we often need to face in order to actually change and that's also part of the system keeping people comfortable because as long as they're comfortable they're not gonna rise up or whatever whatever you want to call it they're not gonna be able to actually wake up
0: I see so many young people smoking weed and It also doesn't help in terms of evolution, forgetting about profits and having a great time. But in terms of mental (laughs) health for young people, you're making weed legal. You're basically allowing them to smoke and drink, which which is what they do anyway to run from their problems, right? But smoking cannabis, it seemed so much healthier than smoking normal cigarettes and drinking. And it's more acceptable. And you're so relaxed that you're literally tricking yourself into believing that I have got mental issues and physical issues. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I have no idea. And then you start to think about it. You get the anxiety build up. And then Mm -hmm. you have a joint. And then you relax and it goes away. So you're now going to have a a generation of young people who are literally dumb sheep. Because most people are sheep anyway. But they do have slightly a brain. Like they say, let's go out let's go to this nightclub instead of this nightclub. But now Mm -hmm. they're going to be so chilled and dumb that they're like, let's just go with the flow. Let's just go wherever. So now they're not even using their brain at all. And Mm -hmm. their brain will weaken and die because you don't stimulate your brain. You get dementia, but rather than at 60, you'll get it at 30 because your brain's just so relaxed and dumb and doesn't do anything. You follow what someone else is doing that you're not stimulating your brain. You play Xbox. Mm -hmm. A lot of people play Xbox, you know? So they're not really stimulating their brain in the same way they're just stimulating their senses and getting angry so then they have a joint oh it's 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 uh, yeah
1: yeah they don't really face their problems they're just avoiding them and that's the problem that many people also do just you know in general they, they they rather avoid conflict than actually dealing with them and that is that avoiding it you know goes back to feeling Like, that's more comfortable with me and that's easier. It's also like, you know, what's easier? Mm -hmm. You know, smoking weed is easier than actually dealing with all that shit that comes up. And that is also something that we have to understand that in order to move forward, sometimes you have to move through the obstacles that are there and not avoiding them. Mm. You have to go through them
0: i've got a question so movements gay rights black lives matter veganism whatever right these are all movements and they're always aimed at government and policy and structure society right Mm
1: -hmm. if
0: you're a black person you had 10 acres of land middle of a mountain you had streams you had wildlife you had cabin house you had crops vegetables and you didn't know anyone around you they could be black white indian mexican whatever german whatever right and you just living by yourself would that black lives matter movement be relevant would it exist or would it simply not matter because or would it just not exist that's question number one two, two questions
1: you mean for that person if it doesn't yeah, exist so a, for that so a black person.
0: person lives in a mountain by himself yeah. acres around stream water has everything to survive he has he mm-hmm. has everything. He's got clothes, he's got <clears throat> crops. <clears throat> yeah. He, he's got his Netflix whatever. So if it
1: w- would it matter for that person you mean, right? Yeah,
0: would a Black Lives Matter movement matter for a black person living in the middle of nature with everything he is ever going to need for the rest of his life?
1: It really depends on the individual, I would say, and how much the individual identifies himself as being black because for me, you know, Like,
0: So he doesn't know that he's black He's just a human being He's not seen everyone else He doesn't know about Chinese, black, Indian, white He's just a living thing Who has everything he needs
1: Then it wouldn't matter for him Because he wouldn't understand the whole construct behind it He wouldn't be able to relate Most people that get really ramped up with these things Are people that relate to these constructs To these situations And if he does not, yeah Identify the next, the mm-hmm. next
0: question is, that means that all movements, Black Lives Matter movements, veganism, whatever, it's to do with challenging a system. And as we're speaking about the system, mm-hmm. you're never going to fix the system because the system is created. Every law is put into place when enough people demand a new law. Yeah. So then you, they keep pushing the ball forward because if you go left, you're going to be pulled right until there's too much from right. You have to because you're going to go under otherwise so then you put a law into place and then it's peaceful in the middle someone else comes along and then you write a policy and then 30 years time pass you've got gay gay rights passed black lives matter passed veganism passed whatever and then there's something else and it's the same thing that happens over and over again so when you look at a system you realize that systems as i said walking into the roulette it's against Mm -hmm. you as soon as you go into it you can feel like when they pass a law for whatever movement that you are being heard But the reality is society is still the same as you've written a law doesn't mean that society is going to change. You could say you can't smoke. People are going to smoke. You could say stop racism. It's always going to be there. So, again, this is the answer to not seek out and follow the the sheep crowd system and whatever. But go within and realize there's always going to be racism. There's always going to be people with depression. There's always going to be people eating animals. There's always going to be shit going on in the world and you can't change it you think you are by getting what you want in that moment but the bigger picture it's a system that is already against you it's about getting you involved getting you stimulated to be part of it when the answer is just as i said be the black man in the mountain with nature with a stream with crops be independent like just no matter what country you come from just as a human create your own little bubble of the things that you need and you can choose to go to a pub choose to get a job with other people that pretty much is the only answer because that that has always been the answer so don't be part of the system
1: absolutely and the thing is you know there there's nothing wrong of course to to stand for something you absolutely believe in and to really you know show that that's your point of view the thing is a belief is something that comes from within and that's like, that is something that you cannot convince someone else by, you know, telling them, I'm vegan, you should be vegan, for example, because the, the vegan movement and is also huge. I mean, like, if you, if that's something you believe in, then that is great, but you cannot tell someone else to believe in the same thing because it comes from within and not from the outside. I mean, if you see the person is interested and ask you questions, that's another thing. But going outside to protest against something that you really believe in is not wrong. But you cannot expect other people to be, to be convinced by that. Because that comes from an understanding that people need to have from within. And also we all grew up with, other, with different circumstances, with a different belief system. All that is ingrained within us and that what that is what makes us who we are and that putting all of that together um, you have to really consider all the different aspects and by just saying one thing you cannot expect that that all that is you know not there and that is why um, Protesting, for example, creates more division than actually unity. I mean, it unites all the people that already believe that. It's 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 like preaching to the choir, in my opinion, and then just showing the opposite of the opposition that <clears throat> that's what you believe in, which again is not necessarily wrong, but that I do not think that that's what actually going to change people and say, oh yeah, I see this huge group of people now protesting. Um, I changed my mind. I actually believe believe that that's how it is, and. Again, there's nothing wrong with that, but it is not a way that you can change someone's beliefs, in the sense, because there's so much more connected to that. There's so much more behind it.
0: Yeah, what you're saying is true. It's irrelevant to the movement or, or the thing you're focusing on. It's a belief system. You're not in harmony. Your thoughts aren't in harmony with your surroundings. So let's just say you're gay and you want to get married. You can't get gay. You can't get married if you're gay. So you make it happen. So now your thoughts are in harmony with your surroundings. Mm-hmm. But for example, if, for example, in, say, Canada, um, you are not allowed to um, get married if you're gay, and then you move to England thinking that England, you also can't get married if you're gay. Mm-hmm. But actually, you can. Like it's completely legal. So you go online, you find some other people who've um, moved to England from Canada who believe that gay you can't get married if you're gay in England. So now there's like, say, a hundred of them that believe in England you can't. They've not read the laws, they've not researched, they've just presumed that it's the same as Canada. So they go to London, they hold up their sign, UK should be for gay um, marriage rights. Mm -hmm. And they really believe that. And the police say, go home, go home. No, and they get ramped up. Like, we're fighting for our rights. Gay people should be able to get married. And they're just... Mm -hmm. They're building up the anger and they get pushed back And they get told no and it, and it angers them And then somebody says You do know that you can get married If you're gay in England And they're like oh So they go home So that mm-hmm. feeling of that disharmony Now becomes in harmony so, so you're right it's a belief System irrelevant to the system It's I see this And it's not what I see It's almost like I know that's a pepper You're telling me it's a chilli it's not. It's a fucking pepper. Right. So but that that's just until you get told, actually, it's part of the pepper family. They said it was a pepper, which they are correct. But mm. you are thinking it's a chili based on one word. But it's all part of the family. No one's right. No one's wrong. So you're just harmonizing up your your thoughts. Um, so, yeah. eventually, so that does say that it's a feeling versus a need for change in the outside, because change, as we know, comes from within. And it could be anything. It could just be, I want a Jack Russell. You sold me a, a Staffy, and I know it's not a Jack Russell. So you sell the Staffy, and you get a Jack Russell, and then you're happy, until the next thing comes along.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I mean, <laughs> especially when it comes to belief systems, we all are programmed with certain belief system when we grow up, right? So many people, for example, who grew up um, believing that eating healthy is important let's say that or even eating vegan so they already have something that connects them with that feeling of that is good or that's important same with religions if you grew up with a religion and you're just so ingrained in that belief system i mean of course many people move out of that at some point some more many but growing up already creates that familiarity with that and when you have that feeling, it's a very powerful feeling, feeling familiar with something. That that creates that connection, which means that um, if you compare that person with somebody who never under like heard anything about religion, they don't have this familiar feeling with that. And that belief system is not there. So you try to explain to somebody like that what you feel, but it has to come from that person's desire wanting to connect with it or not that's the same thing with race that's that's a huge problem of course many people who um you know feel discriminated um it, it's all a belief system because if we really look within we it's just you know what the only thing that differs is the pigmentation in the skin and the culture we grew up in because they have different cultures, of course, but it doesn't really change us as a human being, the value of which we hold from within. But many people identify themselves with their culture, which, you know, puts you yourself um, in, in a different box than other people that grew up in different cultures or grew up in different religions. And that's the whole system also that we create, in a way, or the way how the system is built up. In different systems which you grow up in your belief system what makes you feel good meaning familiar with things and the other person doesn't feel familiar with that at all so that person doesn't hold the same belief system doesn't mean it cannot change but it's it's people need to have the desire of wanting to understand another belief for another system, let's say, in order to really make a change for themselves. We we have, as you said, it comes from within, and we have to be willing to change. Otherwise, no one is going to make you force to change. And, I mean, they will try maybe, but it's not going to work. It has come from within, as you said.
0: So that's the same as death. People fear death because it makes them imagine if I died right now, what would I regret? What would I wish I did? And what that's saying is there's things right now in your life that you know you should be doing. You should be reaching out to parents and forgiving them. You should be like learning to love a friend more and stop being a twat to people. Like that's your guilt. Not They're not scared of death. They're mm-hmm. scared of that feeling of that, what they get when they think of death, which is looking back at their life. Did they do the life? That, did they live the life they wanted to live? Did they, were they a nice person? And it's their conscious saying, you're a prick to people, mate. And they Mm -hmm. don't like that feeling. So they run from the death, just like going on medication when they have a bad leg or anxiety. They don't want to deal with the problems. And it's crazy because you can deal with almost every problem within a month. Self-work for a month, you are free forever. Or you can keep kicking the can down the road. And I know for a fact, I Mm -hmm. healed every problem in three weeks because I just did everything that I was fearing. I gave Mm -hmm. back things that I owed people. I paid off my debts. I got money back from people. I gave property back that I'd borrowed. I forgave people from the past. I didn't like how I treated my parents, so I changed. I changed everything. And then then I was free because that nervousness of shit, I shouldn't be doing that, didn't exist. And anyone can do that just by becoming aware that that's all that they fear is the unknown. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: the unknown is just kind of the, the future when you get there or did I do the things I wanted to do in the past which is now the present so you merge it all together and you're like just write down all the stuff that you know you should be doing do it and that fear won't exist it literally won't exist it's like feeling of speaking on stage only exists when you feel like you're going to go on stage but if you're not going to go on stage it doesn't exist
1: no yeah absolutely and Um, I think that's very essential to really deal with that if you really want to get to a point in life where you really feel happy and fulfilled you have to deal with that
0: yeah and um, do you think that do you face, do you have any fears of death
1: not really no I do not have fears, no Not, not when it comes to that more fear of not having done enough in my life, basically, but not of death, death itself.
0: That's exactly what it is. People fear that they aren't going to have done all the things they wanted to do. And that nervousness makes them avoid the situation, avoid thinking about death. I mean, I had the same fear. I Mm -hmm. just all I ever thought about was death and I wasn't doing anything that I wanted to do. I wasn't living the life I wanted to live. I was procrastinating. I was prolonging everything. I had guilt. I had things I should have done. And it was just too much. And that's the point where you just run, you drink, whatever, because it relaxes your nervous system, which means you can't think anymore. And and I now I'm not excited to die, but it doesn't bother me. It's just when I die, that's it. End of story. Um, All I can really do is all the things I want to do now. And I don't fear death. I embrace it. It's almost like I look forward to it because I did believe in afterlives. as in, right, mm-hmm. it's like a holiday. I've gone to Spain. Now I can go to France, which is when you die.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: Again, that's a belief system. That's why people yeah. have this belief about afterlife, God, because they're thinking the same as us. Is that it? Is this all the risk to life? Just is this it? The answer is yes. So you have to believe that there's an afterlife. There's a God, because otherwise, like, what's the fucking point in any of it? You just got to keep going. Um So, yeah, I I strongly recommend people face death and whatever you... There's a thing on Netflix called Sinner, right? Mm -hmm. I suggest everyone watch it. Sinner, series three. Mm -hmm. And it's this person who is obsessed with getting to the edge, facing Mm -hmm. the edge, right? Mm -hmm. And this police person knows that he has killed two people, right? But rather than the policeman having any proof... He then tries to get the policeman to understand it from his point of view. And he then goes to the woods and he writes a confession letter of these deaths, gives it to the policeman. The policeman gets buried underground. They put slabs of wood on top and they put mud on top. So now this policeman is underground with the the note. And he says, if anyone finds you, you'll have the proof that I kill people. So it's in the policeman's best interest to kind of do it because he's got the note. Yeah. And then he puts the oxygen funnel down so he can breathe. And he doesn't know when he's going to get let up. He then pulls the oxygen funnel. And the policeman thinks, shit, he's tricked me. I'm going to mm-hmm. die. So then the policeman goes through all the stuff that happened when he was younger with his parents and his children and his brother and all the things he regrets or whatever, thinking he's going to die. And then eight hours later, he digs him up. The point was that he didn't know he wasn't going to die. He thought he was going to die. Yeah. So he now has to really think. It's like the flashback of when you have a car accident. You get these flashbacks of all this stuff that you wish you could have done, You you treated your parents, and it haunts you. So now all you've got to do is do it. But you only know until you get to the end of the breaking point that this is the things that I need to do, which is why death scares people because they're facing just... what they should be doing.
1: Exactly just yesterday I watched with a friend um do you know Darren Brown I'm Yes, am pretty sure he was,
0: obsessed he's awesome yes obsessed growing up
1: he's awesome and we just we watched um an episode of Apocalypse he yes. made have you seen it yeah, yeah seen all so of he, it obsessed. yes okay good so we saw Apocalypse and you know this guy that was part of the experiment without knowing that he was in an experiment or social it was like a social experiment right and he thought that he you know the world ended basically and there are zombies outside and he's you know separated from his family and you know being two for two days in this kind of environment where he really thought that the world has ended or the world how it was before is not anymore it changed him so much. It was just so amazing to see. And then when he woke up back in his bed, right, they put him back in bed. And when he saw his family, he, he felt so many different emotions that he said he didn't feel before. He didn't even know that he actually can feel that much. And that's also that, that shows that he was so comfortable before. He was never really you know challenged in his life where he couldn't really bring up all that that was actually inside of him. And that experience just totally changed him, the way how he sees life and the way how he, you know, sees his family and friends. I mean, it's so amazing. It's, it is sad, though, that people have to go to the extreme to actually really change. And in my opinion, that it's also connected to people always waiting for the right time. But time is a construct. Time, there will never be the right time. You make it to be the right time when you decide something that you want to do <clears throat> it's never going to be like yes in a year i'll do that when i have more time or when it's the right time or when i'm ready you'll never be really ready you just have to dive in you just have to start and that will make it right time for you
0: yeah so one of the things that that program on the sinner he said he said um we are taking a journey for a destination that never happens like we're waiting for that moment like i'll do it then when i have kids i'll do it when my parents die i'll do it when i've got back from work i'll do it you are on a journey mm-hmm. waiting for a, a destination like an end point it doesn't end it's like when do you do it yeah. And the answer is there is no destination the universe keeps spinning everything just keeps going and so mm-hmm. you only you just have to stop everything Do it now. Like, I'm even kidding. You could do a whole life's worth of stuff just by becoming aware, stopping for three weeks and just doing everything. Because I did it myself. I was so far into the future, so far in the past, that I had no reason to do anything now because I was living my life in my head, in my future. Mm -hmm. So I didn't need to do anything now. (laughs) I was on my boats, had my yachts, had my house, had my family. I was in the afterlife. I was living on another planet. I was reincarnated as a cow. And then I woke up and I was just in my bed, like there was just. And so I realized I can't live like this. And then I merged it all into one. So yeah, do it now. Like there's no other way to say it. Stop what yeah. you're doing and do it now.
1: Exactly. <clears throat> just, just yeah. Don't wait for the right time. Basically, just dive in if you really want to change. Basically, and that that goes back to you know some people are maybe not at the edge yet where they feel like things have to change and for some people again they have to experience a burnout or something that really puts them at the edge but it's not necessary if you're aware that you're not happy and if you if you even though you're not at the edge yet you can you can still do it now like it's it's you know some people need that but not everyone does so don't wait for anything
0: Speaking about the edge, Darren Brown also did another thing called the push. Have you seen I've that? seen that. Yeah. Which is basically taking him to the edge or if he are sitting Amazing. on the side of that building. And would he push that person off because he knows something about that person? Essentially, he gave them a, a meat sausage roll rather than a vegan. And it's like, yeah. how can that result to pushing someone off a building? Fucking right. incredible When you think about it, because that is what yes. happened. And um, he did a Mexican thing in America. I've seen that too. He, this person hated Mexicans and then he took a bullet for a Mexican. I mean that I mean that is just that's so powerful because it says if hypnosis is. is just a belief system, just by changing your belief system, you change your whole damn life. So if you hate black people, hate Mexicans, hate whatever, that's a belief system on a past thought from something exactly. that was relevant to them.
1: Or not a construct. Relevant now. Yes, exactly. And The thing is also many people who are stuck in this belief system, like I hate Mexicans or whatever, black people, or whatever, even white people, it's that they don't have a personal connection to these people or they only have a bad experience. But you know, you cannot base your whole belief on one experience or on a construct. And that person also, in, in what Darren Brown and the experiment they did with that guy who um, hated Mexicans, right, or immigrants in that sense, he he helped, there were moments where he really, um, where he looked into a Mexican's face in, the, in his eyes, right, and that created a connection to that person where he actually saw him not as a Mexican, but as a human being, and that was so amazing because that was one key point that really changed his belief system and that was just so amazing because he started crying and he felt like yeah he like he he looked past his concepts of what of who mexicans are right he just he just saw the person and i think if people were you know to really create these connections with all different kinds of racism then then they would see that these are people and not racist in a sense because that's just a made-up thing by us by the construct
0: yeah it's easier said than done but it's crazy how every like all problems can be solved when you just become aware that there isn't a problem and that by you thinking there's a problem means that there must be a problem because and then there's a problem when really it's just be kind to yourself and kind to someone else whether it's a tree a person an animal that's all there is to life to put it very simple you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely, and also um, Darren Brown did an experiment um, with um, advertisement managers or something. I don't know if you saw it, but it's subliminal messaging, and that like he he gave them subliminal me- messages, and then he told them to create something, which basically um, was exactly that what he, Darren Brown wanted them to create. But that just shows us how. Manipulated, we in general are by everything that's around us, which puts us already or gives us a belief system. So, the question is also comes the belief system really from within us, or is it a propaganda that doesn't really seem like a propaganda, but is it really a propaganda that has been shown in especially movies and you know, TV in general? It's like we've been all influenced into believing a certain belief system. And that without really understanding it, because the way how, you know, advertisers work is subliminal messaging. And that's crazy. If you, and that is, I think also very important that we always analyze. Why is that my belief system? Why do I believe that? Does it really come from me or have I been influenced into believing that? Is that really my conviction because some people are so into one belief system without fully understanding why they believe that like See, if you ask them yeah
0: you'll find very fascinating <clears throat> when i was 21 i was enlightened i had Tourette's i was on medication from 12 to 21. powerful schizophrenic medication right yeah i came off it and my Tourette's disappeared in three weeks because it was just stopping me from having the brain power to process information so i thought about all the thoughts i like, put all my thoughts into the present. I was obsessed with Darren Brown. I was watching every single one of his things, listening to it whilst I was sleeping. I was a person in control at that point, on my mind for the first time. But because I was listening to him all through the night, he hypnotised me. I believed that I was going to win the lottery. Like, looking back now, I thought I was in control of, I'm going to win the lottery, but I was watching the thing when he predicted the lottery
1: that mm-hmm.
0: I honestly started to buy hundreds of tickets, of lottery tickets. I was telling everyone to buy lottery tickets. He hypnotised me on the basis that I was focused on him all day, every day. Yeah. That, that became my thought. So someone like me who's got so much power over my mind can also be influenced by him. That means anybody can just Absolutely. by watching a film, watching a teacher. Unless you counteract everything, you will eventually naturally start to follow. And I went to the roulette and I believed I could beat the roulette because um, mm-hmm. he did. And I had the abilities to do certain things because it's just, you know, the ability to whatever. But point was that I believed I could and I believed I could do the lottery. I, mm-hmm. I, he hypnotized me without me even realizing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That so that means anyone everyone. can be hypnotized, no matter who you are.
1: That happens 24 7 to people. All the time if they even watch a movie it's also very simple things like for example you see a person in, in a movie drinking like coffee for example I see you drink something I don't know what it is so I think coffee now I feel like drinking coffee is that really the desire you kind of you kind of created that desire basically because if I wouldn't have seen that I wouldn't have had that desire for it like it's it's all we've we are always influenced all the time by our surroundings and that's what can be very dangerous if we're not aware of the influences that are around us so that's what we have to and should be very selective with the information that we allow to come in basically or that we allow to listen to what movies we watch especially children children it all goes into your subconscious because your subconscious is actually, you know, what kind of drives a lot that comes from within not your conscious mind, but your subconscious and so much is saved basically. And that gets triggered in like very small things like, you know, for example, Disney movies are, in my opinion, a very bad propaganda in creating a kind of sense of ideal that children will strive for the rest of their lives. Disney movies, especially of what ideal love should be, for example. And also, like creating for The Lion King, for example, you know, where a parent dies, it's traumatic for a six year old to watch that, but that will trigger something within the six year old and it will stay in your subconscious mind. Same with many other things. People know how to trigger you and people know how to, especially advertisers, you know, or even in movies, all the, all the, coke advertisement or mcdonald's what you see in in movies that's all subliminal messages to create a desire for you to want it
0: i went and saw darren brown live and um he made everyone he hypnotized everyone in the audience and he basically said you know sit down if it hasn't worked and the rest who are stood up were in the trance i tried to counteract it i (sighs) i just stood up pretending that he was working on me and hopefully he picked me to go on stage. Um, But it didn't work. I cannot be hypnotised when I'm aware of what's happening. But at the same time, I know from listening to the Dan Brown stuff, I was, his thoughts became my thoughts, which I was convinced was my thoughts. So it means that anyone can. But what I'm trying to get at is that he can put thoughts into people's minds. So you don't even need to show a Disney movie. You don't even need to show something subliminally you can do it just with thoughts so what does that even say it says that you can put anyone can put thoughts in anyone's head without even showing anything you don't know there could be five people in a room Mm -hmm. one person says you'll get mcdonald's you'll get greg's you'll get mcdonald's kfc starbucks coffee you'll go whatever and you think it's your thought but it isn't and they didn't even show anything so that Is even more crazy the fact that people don't even need physical things to put things in your head they can literally just in a room say get a McDonald's and leave and everyone goes McDonald's
1: yeah and that but that to get to that point you need to be programmed in a way which means it starts from small all the program that gets into you is um, saved basically in your subconscious which then can be triggered really easily later by just thoughts or words. And that's also how Darren Brown um, showed some experiments where he you know, um, made people um, steal money, for example. He had to train them first by seeing and by listening to a certain kind of music and um, some triggering words. And then all it took later on was just a few images or just a sound and it triggered it right away so we are in a sense from small already programmed to be triggered later on which is something really fast or really like like something small basically nothing big so it's it's all you know a part of um like that's why deprogramming is takes a while we have to deprogram from all the the messages that we've been bombarded with because we get you know messages from everywhere just just by looking at at at, at a wall or I mean some advertisement it's it's all very like the colors they use and all that it's all connected so like by something that you watched and then you see that that can really trigger it because it's all in the subconscious without us being aware of it
0: yeah I recommend you and anyone listening to YouTube Darren Brown and get obsessed with this stuff because everything that he's ever done, these shows, his T V programs, it's all on YouTube, like his own channel. Yeah. It's all there. Get obsessed because he basically is everything we're speaking about. Everything that I thought about, he thought about, but he put it into action with like a show.
1: It's yeah, incredible. yeah. And he he was and that's something that also really blew me up, me away, was that he was able to convert people. I don't know if you saw it, but he was able to convert atheists. I've seen into... everything,
0: everything you've yeah. about, I've seen it. Okay. Star signs, <laughs> he made people believe they were punched in a judo room based on the mind. He made people it's like psyches expose Jesus people. Everything that is there to be thought about, he yeah. thought about, but he put it into action to prove that it's all in our mind. That is I why mean, he's it's... incredible, like, incredible.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really incredible. And I mean, you know, I do, I do believe that in higher powers, for example, I do believe that there's much more than this 3D reality. But I also think that, you know, if you have the capabilities like Darren Brown to really understand the human psychic, then uh, you can, you know, be very dangerous. I mean, we're lucky that Darren Brown is a good guy and he just, you know, wants Damn to show not. people stuff. But there are people who have the same abilities like him and that use it against humanity in more simple, like not more simple ways, but they use this ability in movies and things like that to kind of create a certain belief system within us. They don't do it as bold maybe as Darren Brown shows it, but they still use this kind of technique and ability to manipulate us in certain ways. And that's the same with all these different movements and belief systems. They're all triggered.
0: Right. Um, plug anything you want to plug social medias, websites, <clears throat> whatever you're doing now.
1: Uh, well, Instagram, Light Being Codes. I, I'm an intuitive artist. I create um, light beings, basically, light language. And yeah, website lightbeingcodes.com.
0: Okay, I'm going to stop recording, wait there, and I'll say goodbye.